0: I know, I know it's been a very confusing day, but we are officially back here on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. 232-1542 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation or send a message through the KPEL app chat. I noticed a couple of y'all sent some messages during Dan Bongino's show. Okay, so here's what happened. At some point, behind the scenes, satellite feeds went down. And we've gotten a lot of calls, a lot of emails uh, from a lot of folks. Very concerned because uh, we ha- we had dead air there for a while. And it wasn't just us. Uh, just across the way, 103.3 The Goat was also down. It's uh, currently uh, currently have a-, a live show going on over there right now as well. But it's just been one of those days. So Bongino wasn't coming through. Fo- well, we knew something was wrong because Fox wasn't coming through. And then Bongino wasn't coming through. And so now we the engineers are behind the scenes working to make sure that the the satellites will be working properly by the end of offsides so that we can get Mark Levin. We will keep you guys notified. Thank you again very much for those of you who are listening uh, who were letting us know that we had dead air. It it as, as much of a pain in the rear as it is to be in that situation, we are glad that y'all care enough to let us know about that. So, uh, again, thank you very much for reaching out, letting us know. We are working, again, as hard as we can behind the scenes to make sure that everything is working properly. And... That is not how I intended to start the show today, but of course, life happens and we just have to do the best we can through that, right? Anyway, like I said, this is Joe Cunningham I'm here on the Joe Cunningham Show News Talk 96.5 KPEL 232 1542. Like I said, is the number, or you can reach out through the KPEL app. I want to start with where I started yesterday because the media's calls. For everybody to just shut up and relax over the economy they're they're getting more aggressive. there was some some Wall Street reporter or something or other or someone or other on MSNBC I forget the person's name I don't have the audio before me right now uh I was trying to find it could not find it uh but and and this person isn't the only one uh. Uh, Joe Scarborough with MSNBC's Morning Joe wrote, uh, wrote an op-ed for The Atlantic magazine that basically said the same thing. And they're, what they're saying is everybody just feels so down about the economy, and yet all the numbers are great. Everything's just coming up, de- coming up so nice, and everybody just wants to be mad and be angry at Joe Biden, and they're ignoring the numbers. That's right. It's your fault. It's your fault. Because you like to complain. It's not Joe Biden's fault. It's not the Democrats fault. It's your fault. You're just you just want Joe Biden to fail. You just want to be miserable. And that's why you cannot give Joe Biden credit. Give Joe Biden credit for what? What exactly has he done? Because his economy has been one of red tape. It's been one of stifling. And most Americans have done the best they can despite the Biden administration. There was always going to be some sort of correction after the COVID pandemic. And had Joe Biden not won in 2020 and not started putting in place a lot of red tape and and promising to put his uh, boot on the throat of the oil and gas industry and keep working towards stifling oil and gas production and put up as much red tape as possible and clog up the supply lines because of it. That V-shaped economic recovery that everybody was talking about could have actually happened, but it didn't. Instead, we had a very slow Recovery Because Joe Biden and the Democrats and his progressive administration, they wanted to maintain their control. And so they kept stifling, they kept choking, they kept putting this thick blanket over the American economy and trying to smother it. Maybe not intentionally, but that's what they were doing. And so here we are now, the numbers are starting to look better, but people are so pessimistic because while... The nice, the, the nice media pundits and all the, the, the rich elite living in their ivory towers in the East and West Coast urban areas, because they don't see any problems, you're just expected to go along with what they're saying rather than believe what you're actually seeing on the ground. There is a reason that when you poll people who are not in those Democratic strongholds, in those ivory towers, there is a reason... That people are pessimistic because people are still paying more for gas than they were. People are still paying more for items at the grocery store than they were. People are still paying more for basic necessities like housing, like cars, like everything else. And while it's gotten better, it's still not good. Wow, what a tremendous number. Inflation is down 1% from where it was. No, it's not. What 3% inflation in June means, as opposed to 4% inflation in May means, is that prices went up, just not as much as they did in May. Prices still went up. That's still making people nervous. Remember the story from yesterday, where when you look at what people are doing right now, they're using Payment apps to pay for their groceries in installments. People are taking up second and third. Yay, we created a lot more jobs than we thought. But it's people taking up second and third jobs. No one is actually out there really and truly benefiting right now. Nobody in flyover. America. Nobody that's not on one of the coasts in one of those major democratic urban areas in those ivory towers of the media and politics in Washington, D.C. None of that is actually getting better. We're actually out here still struggling. Do you think that the people in Washington, D.C. give a damn about what we're going through in South Louisiana? Hell, we can't even get Baton Rouge to care what's going on in South Louisiana. And they're technically in South Louisiana, but they don't care. The people in those institutions, in those political institutions, in those ivory towers, they they simply do not care about the basic average struggles of you and me. Whether it's here in our Louisiana government, whether it's in the federal government, they do not care. The bureaucrats do not care. The politicians do not care. During the 2016 election, their reporter, she is at the Washington Examiner, I think, or she was at the time, Selena Zito, very good reporter. She was on the ground in flyover America, in small towns, center-right towns for the most part, middle-of-the-road towns. and she was asking them about their basic issues and did they support Trump and why did they support Trump and it was all pretty it all pretty much came down to the same thing cuz the people we keep putting in Washington DC ultimately don't give a damn about us and here comes this outsider who wasn't a part of the system wasn't a part of the machine who was talking a great conservative game, actually listened to his conservative base, actually wanted to do what his conservative base wanted to do, versus somebody who is as establishment in, in Washington politics as it gets, part of the Clinton family gang. Somebody whose family, the Roddams, was a longtime East Coast political family, and she joined up with Bill Clinton, a fast-track on the rise, democratic star in the 1990s, and she wanted her turn. And she promised the more she promised more of the same from what Barack Obama had given us the prior eight years. And you know what happened in those prior eight years? Barack Obama almost single-handedly crushed the middle class and blue-collar workers, particularly because of the environmentalism shtick. I will never forget. I was I was doing a, a, I was doing a podcast with some with some guys from different uh, conservative uh, outlets. We were doing a podcast called the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Friends, and Ben Dominich, uh, who has been a longtime center right political commentator, Ben Dominich was on, and one of the things that he noted was because he was he was uh, with NBC. No. He was with CBS at the time. He was, he was a contributor for CBS at the time. And they got to see the exit polling that wasn't made public. This was the type of stuff that was going to be released as the polls closed. So it was all the cross tabs and all the data and everything like that was available for the contributors in the green room. And they were all talking about this or that. And a bunch of them were all saying the same thing. Wow, if you look at these numbers, this is great for Hillary Clinton. This that, And, and, and Dominic looked at one of the cross tabs and he said, guys. Y'all are missing the most important thing here. Labor households are split 50-50. In CBS's exit polling, labor households were split 50-50 on Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. And Ben was the only one who noticed at the time what he saw on the crosstabs was disastrous. Democrats always lock up the unions, but the unions were kind of split because Barack Obama, despite being favored by the unions, actually hurt the members of the unions. Union leadership loved the Democrats, loved Barack Obama, but his actual policies crushed the blue-collar workers that made up those unions. Fast forward to where we are Right now, you and me, all of the part of the, you know, the, the entire middle swath of the country that fly over country that doesn't have a whole lot of these far, gref, far left progressive you know, uh, outposts, we're still feeling the burn from the economy. And what the media and what the Democrats are doing is really odd. Because what you want to do in an electoral situation like this is say, I understand things are bad right now and we are working to fix it. But in their arrogance, what they're saying instead is, how dare you? How dare you not think that Joe Biden isn't your Lord and Savior because of all he's done? The economy is so much better and you just can't accept that, you actual monsters. That's what they're saying. That's the subtext of what they're saying when they go on TV and say, well, people just don't want to give Joe Biden credit for the great economy. Joe Biden and his progressive administration have smothered the economy as best they can. There is nothing Joe Biden, you know, it's brought down inflation. The Federal Reserve, which is largely independent of the executive branch, the Federal Reserve has increased the interest rate to of an incredible high to try to bring down inflation that joe biden caused would the interest rates be so high would we be looking at a recession right now if joe biden had not pushed for a ton of extra spending in the u.s economy and driven inflation skyward no Democratic economists warned Joe Biden and his administration what would happen if they went ahead with their plans to just funnel a bunch more money into the U.S. economy. They warned progressive economists warned him, and he still did it. And the result was year-long, years long record high inflation that we're just sort of coming around the corner on, but things are still high and they're still tough. We still have, in some places, a shortage of of baby formula. We still have supply chain issues. We still have a ton of problems in the American economy. And Joe Biden's solution is, he's already given us a solution and you just won't accept it. He's already fixed the problem and you won't accept it. That's not going to play well with a bunch of Americans who are still struggling. When 70% of Americans say the economy is on the wrong track and the president's approval is at a record low of 40%, it's not wise to go out and say, well, you are just ignorant of what I, Joseph Biden, have done. That's not the smart play. And it is absolute arrogance that is making them act that way. 232-1542 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation. Let's go ahead and take this break. We will be back. Here on The Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Hey, this is Joe Cunningham, and you're listening to the podcast version of my daily radio show. Now, if you want to listen live, all you need to do is download the KPEL News app to your phone. You can listen live every weekday from 3 to 4 p.m. and communicate with the show using the app's chat feature. So go over to your App Store, download the KPEL News app, And listen to my show every day from 3 to 4 p.m. Central Time on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. You know, it's one of the obvious things from the Trump era. Trump was attacked for a lot of things that ultimately had very little to do with the day-to-day operation of his administration. He was attacked for being a racist, being Islamophobe, being a, a homophobe, everything like that. And despite everything they said was terrible that he did, you had record low unemployment at the time. You had record minority unemployment, record low uh, minority unemployment. You had an economy that just kept soaring. And every economist was sure that this is the peak. It's going to start. Correcting itself is going to, and it, and and every time an economist said we're we're reaching the peak, we're going to start a downward trend. It started going higher. Donald Trump, under his administration, because because he removed so much red tape. Because he attacked the bureaucracy, because he got a lot of the bureaucracy out of the way, the American economy thrived and everybody benefited from it. It wasn't until the government locked down under his administration that things began to turn sour. And you can say yes, it's the pandemic, or yes, it was the swamp that was convincing him to do, or whatever. The fact of the matter is, the very tail end of his administration, that's when it happened. And it's not, it's not good. What happened? Um, it is what happened, though, and we just have to, we we have to learn from. it. We have to move on. But for most of his administration, what Donald Trump did was the right thing. His administration did a lot of the right things where the economy was concerned. And nobody was saying that the economy was on the wrong track when Donald Trump was in office. He got it. His administration got government out of the way and things turned around. Now look where we are. People think the economy is on the wrong track while Joe Biden's progressive agenda smothers it. 232-1542 is the number. You can send a message on the app chat. We'll be back in just a moment here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. You know, in case you miss any show, you can always go back and listen. They aren't lost forever once you listen to them. But I do have a request. If you guys listen to The Joe Cunningham Show and you like what you're listening to, go to your podcast app wherever you're listening to this from and give the podcast a rating and a review. That helps get the podcast out in front of more eyes so that we can help the show grow. Thanks again for listening to The Joe Cunningham Show right here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232 1542 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation. I want to move on to another national story that's not getting a whole lot of discussion today. I got it got its discussions this morning, but nobody else has really talked about it all that much. But the FDA has done something pretty significant. The FDA has approved a Republican policy. Bet you didn't know that. Bet you didn't hear that today. What you heard is that women's health advocates scored a major victory because the FDA approved over-the-counter birth control. Irish pharmaceutical company uh, Perigo, I think it is, uh, their they're over-the-counter birth control pill called Opil is approved by the FDA to be sold over-the-counter, meaning you don't need a prescription. Uh, It will go on sale in the marketplace and be available online in the first quarter of 2024, the company said. Now, if you listen to Democrats, what you hear is that Republicans... Routinely fight against access to contraceptives, and that's not the case. Republicans are against, conservatives are against abortifacient birth control, meaning the type of pill that you take that uh, kills a fertilized egg. Well, the uh, the morning after pill, those types of pills, a uh, Plan B. Uh, if you know you have unprotected sex and you're worried that the, that you know, you've gotten pregnant from that unprotected sex, you take this pill, it will kill the fertilized egg. The conservative point of view is that once that fertilization of the egg happens, life begins. Life begins at conception. But other than that, conservatives and Republicans have routinely fought to allow for birth control to be sold over the counter. And for years, Democrats and Planned Parenthood in particular have fought against it. Why? Well, Planned Parenthood is a big donor to the Democratic Party. Planned Parenthood makes $1.7 billion a year. 27% of that $1.7 billion comes from contraception. So if birth control no longer requires a prescription, the medical facilities run by Planned Parenthood aren't necessary. You can go buy O pill over the counter. A few Democrats, like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, have, had started to see the light over the last few years. That Yeah, we really need for birth control to be available over the counter. And now it's being painted as, well, women's health advocates scored a big win. And there's nothing about the fact that Republicans have been calling for this routinely over the last several years for a long time. Republicans have pushed for this. It's funny because among the let's call it the pro women's health crowd, although it's really just the pro abortion crowd, their commentary on Republicans when it comes to things like contraception are always the same. Well, if we made it to where men had to support the pregnancy and not just the child after birth, we made men responsible for impregnating women. Well, the Republicans would let abortion happen all the time. Which is a joke because Republicans have been pushing for paternity. Forcing payment uh, child support during the pregnancy. If you are the father, you are responsible financially for that pregnancy. Republicans have pushed for that. And in fact, here in Louisiana, we've gotten it. They also say, well, Republicans want to restrict access to contraceptives. Not at all. Republicans have been fighting for years for over-the-counter birth control. And the Democrats and Planned Parenthood have been against it. Well, now the FDA I probably has seen the light because of so many worries about access because of the Dobbs decision. The Dobbs decision wouldn't have mattered all that much if contraception was available over the counter, outside of, uh, outside of condoms. Now that birth control is available over the counter, there's less to worry about when it comes to abortion. You can actually have the contraceptive. You can buy it. Now, there are some trade-offs. With it not being prescribed, that means insurance doesn't cover it anymore, but typically over-the-counter is a lot cheaper than the prescribed stuff. But still, it's, it's a win for access to contraception, and it's a win in the fight against abortion because there are fewer abortions if more people have access to the contraceptive in the first place. 232-1542 Two three two fifteen forty two is the number if you want to call let's jump to the phone lines hi welcome to the joe cunningham show who's on the line
1: hey this is major how you doing
0: doing good major how are you
1: how, yeah long time uh it's been a while since i called in uh, i know uh, and i yeah i wanted to talk to you briefly just about inflation um you know uh the other day or well, actually it was yesterday um Family member was telling me that oh it's you know inflation is coming down things are getting better and i you know it showed me the the new number and I was trying to explain to him that it's not that pri- it doesn't mean prices are coming down right. and it's hard for, it's I wish somebody could explain it properly, but when inflation it goes from say four to three percent it it means that it still went up prices went up 3% mm-hmm. the last time it was 4%, but the prices still are going up. And it's, it's hard to make people understand that when they, when they show inflation coming down, it doesn't mean that prices are coming down. They're still going up. Yeah. They're just not going up as the same rate. They were ran up last month, you know, and uh, it's very frustrating. Cause when you look at it on a, on a yearly basis and show them that look, they, the inflation Inflation, uh, the, the number that they ca- that they derive is not based on the most common things that we buy, like fuel and groceries. I think they do that because those prices fluctuate so much that it's, it might be hard to base inflation on or give an accurate number on inflation. But man, you know, fuel, gold, ground meat should be part of the equation. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Ground meat
1: and whole and whole milk or milk itself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because those prices have gone up so much in the past couple of years. As a matter of fact, I was at I was at the grocery store just a couple of days ago. I'm, on, I'm actually on my way there now, mm-hmm. and I'm I was stunned at how much my bill was last last week. I'm actually resorting to uh, using the grocers app. To get the best possible prices that I can, but I've never, I've never done that before. Where I was actually, I used to not care so much. I needed a gallon of milk, and I grabbed a gallon of milk. Now I'm actually looking at what is the price of milk.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, which different brands. You know, I, I'm being being selective, but the prices are high, and uh, to try to explain to somebody that really doesn't understand. You know numbers and percentages. It's not coming down. It, inflation. It, we still have inflation. It, prices are going up. And uh maybe I'm maybe I'm saying that uh, a little bit too much in a broad term. But you know, uh, you know, maybe you can help me out here.
0: Well, so you're absolutely right. And when the numbers came out yesterday, yeah, everybody cheered. Yay! Inflation went down. It's like down a whole percent from where it was in May. And that just means that prices rose 3% from last June as opposed to rising 4% from last May. And when you look at the numbers, you're right. The volatile food and energy numbers, if you if you take those out, inflation is actually at 4.8% as opposed to 5% in May. And when you look at the numbers even more closely, it's not food. Energy prices have gone down. Going out to eat is still 7.7%. Prices are up 7.7% from where they were last year. Going to the grocery store, prices are still up a lot more than they were last year. Rent across the country, on average, up 8.3% from last year. Car maintenance is up almost 13%. Car insurance up almost 17%. Prices are still going up, just not as high as they were and you're right people uh, people are hearing inflation is down inflation cooled and they think that means that prices are going down and really that's not the case prices are still up from where they were a year ago
1: yeah this particular family member you know he, you know he was reading the uh, he was reading the Acadiana Advocate yeah and his words to me were well i just read an article in the paper and they say that inflation is coming down is getting better i'm like no it's not it's really not getting better i mean i said you know look if last last month it was 4% this month to 3 let's just say it stays at 3% i mean look at it if you keep every month increasing the price of a gallon of milk 3% here 3.5% by the end of the year that gallon of milk is going to be quite expensive mm-hmm. if, unless you don't turn inflation around you know, and if you don't get a raise, if you don't get an eight or nine percent raise next year, you're really losing ground. And you know what I mean? If you don't get a raise to match what inflation was for the year, you're you're hosed. Exactly, you're making less money. Actually,
0: yeah. So people will say, "Yay, wages are up four point four percent," but. With energy costs and lowering energy costs in sure, inflation overall is down is up three percent as opposed to four percent. Wages are officially outpacing uh, inflation. But when you take those energy costs out, you're right. Wages aren't keeping up with inflation. We're actually still getting a pay cut because of how hot inflation is. And it's very hard you're, you're right. These are this is something that's always kind of bothered me in terms of the, the digital writing stuff that I do all the time, like at Red State. Where I have to write these stories, and they're not really sexy stories. They don't, they're not clickbaity. They don't get a whole lot of eyes. And it's kind of the boring but important stuff. You have to actually break down what this means because a lot of people will say, "Oh, inflation's cooling. Things are are not as expensive." Well, yeah, they're more expensive than they were last year. But people, it it takes a while for that message to break through. The people who pay attention, who are hyper media focused, and not the people who are going to the grocery store all the time and looking at the price and thinking, "Damn, this is more expensive than it was last year."
1: Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, and I think a lot of the problem is a lot of people that write these stories really don't even understand yeah. what they're writing about in the first place. They, uh, you know, they may go to Google or Wikipedia and read a quick article on what they're writing and then think that, oh, okay, now I understand what's going on. You know, and I, 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 I think journalism is quite lazy these days. Oh, and, absolutely. Uh, and that's, that's a shame because they're hurting the average reader. Uh, and 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 making them you know dumber than the journalists are.
0: Yeah, Major. Thank you very much for the call. Unfortunately, I got to take this break. You have a good one. Good luck with your grocery shopping too. You guys stick around. We'll be back to wrap up the show here in just a moment. Right here on News Talk ninety six point five KPL. If you're looking for more great conservative content throughout the day, why don't you head on over to my site RedState dot com? I'm a senior editor over there, and I work with a lot of great conservatives. Putting out a lot of great news and opinion each and every day. Plus, if you use my name, Joe, as the promo code, you can subscribe with a discount to our VIP section where you'll get a ton more great content that you won't find anywhere else. Check out Redstate.com today. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542. If you want to be part of the conversation, Boomer reaches out over the KPL app chat points out that, well, egg prices are down, other food items are down, used car prices are down, except when you look at egg prices, they were up in January of this year, they were up 232% from where they were in 2020. Now they're only up 84% from where they were in 2020. They're still far higher than they used to be. When you look at milk, Milk is still trending higher than it was. It hasn't really changed all that much. There was a big spike in the price of eggs in January, and it's since tumbled way down. There was a lot of talk in January, I think, when it came to... Uh, there, was a ra- there was a rash of stories about chickens not laying eggs. Maybe that had something to do with it. But used car prices are also interesting. Because while used car prices are down, they are pretty much flat from where they were in May. The other problem, as I pointed out earlier, is that car maintenance is still up 13%. So yes, used cars prices may be down, but if there's something wrong with your car, whether it's a new or used car, you still have to pay a lot more than you were paying last year for that maintenance. You're still paying 17% more for car insurance than you were a year ago. And you're not buying a new used car every year. So you might be looking for a car and you might settle on something and the price may be cheaper the next year, but you're not going to replace it with a cheaper model. You're still paying the note on the used car you bought if you didn't pay for it in cash. And most Americans aren't paying for it in cash. So while some prices are still coming down, they're not coming down below where they were before the inflation problem started. And that is the issue that's got a lot of Americans Still very concerned. And they're going to keep being concerned because, again, it's not about what the numbers look like. It's about how Americans are reacting to the numbers they see in front of their faces when they go shopping for cars, when they go to the grocery store. The dining out prices still insane, up almost 8%. Mike reaches out over the app and says that his Chick-fil-A combo Used to be six fifty. dollars now it's over $8. Dining out is more expensive. Getting food at the grocery store is still more expensive than it was a year ago or two years ago when all this problem really started. And because they're still in the same, they're still higher than they were, people are still feeling the effect because wages aren't still keeping up with that. That's the issue. It's not what the actual numbers are. It's how those numbers are impacting Americans in their day-to-day lives. All right, I got to go. I'll be back in 23 hours to wrap up the week. In the meantime, follow me on Twitter at Joe P. Cunningham, Facebook.com slash Joe Cunningham Show. Email me, Joe, at redstate.com. As always, you can catch the podcast version of today's show by going to joecunninghamshow.substack.com or wherever you get your podcasting, be it from Apple, Spotify, wherever. Shannon is offsides. I do have to warn you, Shannon is offsides. He is here in the building he is about to be up next so be wary i'm just kidding it should be a great show you guys have a great one talk to you again soon here on news talk 96.5 kpl